This is Math for Knitters, show 47, and I'm your host, Laura. It's good to see you again. <laughs> well, so most knitters, at least, are surprised to hear that knitting isn't actually all that old. Um, we think that it's about a thousand years old. I, I don't know if I've mentioned that before on this series, but basically there aren't any ancient words for knitting, um, which is a good clue. Um, and of course, through the archaeological record, um, we don't have old, old, old pieces of knitting. Although, you know, that can always change. <laughs> we can always find more stuff. But one of the complications uh, with looking at kind of the early knitting or the earliest pieces of, of knitting that we can find is that it's very easy for things to be classified as knitting when they are not technically knitting. Um, because not everybody who is an archaeologist is a fiber expert, which is a shame. <laughs> but also there are lots of um, things that it turns out look a lot like knitting, but aren't knitting. Um, so for instance, in Barbara Walker's Second Treasury of Knitting Patterns, she describes and gives a knitting pattern for what she called the oldest knitting, which is what everybody thought at the time. It's called the Dura Europos pattern, and it's very pretty. It's knits and pearls. It's a, it's a lovely pattern. But the problem is, it's not actually knitting. It's null binding, um, which is also currently sometimes being called Viking knitting. Um, basically, it's done, instead of with two sticks and a continuous string, it's made with shorter pieces of string and what's essentially a darning needle. So it's similar in some ways to the way that fishing nets are made, where you basically kind of take your little short pieces and you wrap it around and wrap it around and it makes a very firm, dense fabric. It can also make a light, airy fabric, but it can make a dense, firm fabric and it can be very pretty. Um, and it's a little stretchy, um, certainly stretchier in some ways than, um, than weaving is, so it's sometimes used in ways that are very similar to how we see knitting used. Um, uh, in in current iterations and in the, in the Middle Ages and, and that kind of time periods. So there's a photo uh, in this blog post about the Yale French excavations at Dura Europus and you can actually see this little scrap of textile which for a long time I think people thought was knitting and then it was analyzed later and found to be actually made through null binding, um, which I, in my opinion is having a little bit of a resurgence. I, I've met more people in the last 10 years who know what null binding is and who maybe are doing it. Um, I think the term Viking knitting makes it sound a little bit sexier, <laughs> um, considering the kind of current interest in, in Vikings in, in, in general uh, right now, so at least in this part of the country. I'm in Minnesota, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> but moving on, there, there, I also have a photo of some really pretty red socks that are toe socks. Um, the big toe is separate from the rest of the toes. So maybe they were worn with sandals. Um, but these socks were made in the 4th or 5th century and were excavated in Egypt at the end of the 19th century. Um, so they were actually found in the burial grounds of an ancient Greek colony on the Nile in central Egypt. And I'm not going to try to pronounce this word, but I will put it in the, um, in the show notes. It starts with an O and it's very long. <laughs> One thing that's interesting about reading, I've been reading a lot of secondary sources about knitting. Um, you know, histories of knitting that were written, oh, in the 1800s and 19, early 1900s. 
And it's very interesting. People uh, from that time period, at least the writers I'm reading, seem really obsessed with figuring out what particular group of people um, were, were making things or doing a certain thing. Um, and I, I know I'm not an anthropologist, so maybe that's still common practice, but I feel that now sometimes we're a little bit more neutral and we tend to, to just say where something came from instead of trying to figure out exactly which group made it, which I think could also sometimes be problematic in its own way. But it's, it's funny, especially the things that are from Africa, like Egypt, um, a lot of those earlier writers seem really concerned with making sure that we know that the people doing the work were not what we would consider native Africans. Um, they were from Greece, they were from, they were slaves from Turkey, they were, they were something other than just Egyptian. And I think that, that always strikes me as a little strange. Um, even if it is true, and, and even stranger, if it's not true. <laughs> and as, I was talking to one of my friends about this, who, who actually used to be, um, uh, he used to actually work on, on digs dealing with Peruvian mummies. It's fascinating. Um, but I was like, so what, what does it mean if you're a slave in someone's household and you're, and you're doing handwork for them? You know, can, can the work you're doing be said to mean... Like, are you expressing your own artistic intent? Are you, you know, what are you doing with that? And he was like, well, I, th I think if you're a slave in someone's household, you pretty much do what they want. <laughs> then I felt kind of like, oh, I hadn't, I clearly hadn't really thought it through. That yes, you obviously you do your your what they want. Um, so the object may or may not have um, religious significant or cultural meaning for you, um, outside of your, your work, um, outside of getting your work done. So, sorry, a little tangent there. Anyway, a couple of examples today of things that are actually not knitting, but look like knitting. Uh, so when you think you see knitting in a museum, uh, pay attention. Um, I think that generally people are getting better at really being careful to identify when something is knitting versus not knitting, um, but there have been mistakes in the past, and you know it isn't that people were just more ignorant back then. I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only knitter whose family members have asked them how their crocheting is going when they're sitting there with, you know, a sock on a set of double pointed needles. Um, and people who don't do something just don't necessarily um, pay attention. <laughs> or I had a coworker once who was like teasing me about. Uh, crochet needles. And I'm like, well, they're crochet hooks or knitting needles. So um, maybe you shouldn't even say that. <laughs> I don't think he got too mad at me. But yep, short segment today, but I will see you soon. Bye.